Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Open to Acts chapter 1. I got to say a couple of things and then we're going to get right back into where we are right now. Don't break this, don't break this, this mindset, this hunger, this heart. Acts chapter 1, hopefully you got them sermon notes today because I am not going to preach all that. You're going to have a going deeper Bible study at home with your family this week, amen. Those of you watching online, you can access our our sermon notes right there on our webpage. We have it available for you. We have instructions how to get that. You're going to just take these home today. But in Acts chapter 1, this is what today is. It's Pentecost Sunday. As you can see, if you're new to the church or visiting today or logging on and you don't know what's going on, it's like, wow, is this, this is a big deal? Kind of like Easter. Yeah, it is. It's a huge deal. Pentecost was simply, and it still is today, a Jewish annual festival held on this day all around the world. Orthodox Jews are still practicing it today. And it's, it's to celebrate the first buds of the trees and the harvest. It's the day when God gave Moses the law in the Old Testament. He came down on the mountain with thundering and lightning. 3,000 people died that day because they had been going against God and God's judgment came at the same time as he gave the law. But on the first Pentecost Sunday after Jesus rose from the dead, they were all gathered in the upper room praying for 10 days, as I said. And on that holiday, the Holy Spirit came down like God did on that mountain, but only the Holy Spirit came with wind and with the sound of wind and fire appeared on the heads of everyone. But 3,000 didn't die. 3,000 were saved that day. Why? Because the law kills, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. From that day forward, Pentecost was available to all people. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, And being assembled together with them, he commanded. Everybody see that? He commanded. Say commanded. He commanded. He didn't suggest it. It wasn't a suggestion for Pentecostal people, for only Peter and John and those that walked on water and was with them. He, he commanded them, together with them, he commanded them not to leave from Jerusalem, but to wait. Everybody say wait. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Jesus said, I've been telling you about this. I've been telling you about this since I came on the scene. That John, verse 3, baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus said, this is what I've been telling you about. This is what I've been saying, that the Holy Spirit has been with you in the Old Testament, but he will be in you. And on John chapter 20, he breathed on them and gave them the first installment. I preached that a couple of weeks ago. But now he says, I want you to go into the upper room and you're going to wait for the promise I'm going to show you how to not just have the Holy Spirit in your life, you know, and every now and then, but I want you to know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what today is. So I've been telling you about it. And then look what they said. But Lord, 
When will you restore the kingdom to Israel? They go right back. That's just how we do. We go right back. When are you going to deliver the, the Jewish people? We've been under the oppression of Rome. When are you going to do that? Again, they're still hung up on the natural things. And Jesus said, man, I didn't come. I didn't come for that reason. I didn't come for those reasons. I didn't come to set you free from Rome. I come to set you all free from sin. Well, Lord, I want you to fix my job. I want you to fix my marriage. I want you to fix, fix my relationships. No, I'm going to fix you. Because if I can fix you, you can make it through a broken uh, relationship. You can make it through a season. You can make it through a season of, of fighting and tension. You, if I can get this into your spirit. So he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons of when it's all going to end. But back to what I've been telling you, verse 8. But you shall receive power. There it is right there. Everybody say Power. Power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What is baptism of the Holy Spirit? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say this a lot today. Get it into your spirit. It's not when you get more of the Holy Spirit, but that He gets more of you. It's, it's more, it's when, they, when Jesus breathed on the disciples and they received the Spirit, yeah, they were saved, they, they had the Spirit, but they didn't have mature fruit. They didn't have the gifts of the Spirit in operation. They were like when Peter said, you've received all things that pertain to life and godliness, but therefore add to your faith these seven things. There's some growing, there's some development that needs to happen in your walk with God. And Pentecost Sunday is that big step that God wants to come into our hearts and into our lives in a real way. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to that next level. That's what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is. That's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is. You have a lot of things there in your notes. I'm not going to get to all of that. The first one is Pentecost is when, uh, is when the promise was made available to all. People say the Holy Spirit, is it? Is it still available today, Pastor Eddie? Can I still have what they had in the upper room? Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Peter said in Acts 2, this promise is to you and to your children. And to who? All that are far off, even as many as the Lord will call. It's for you and it's for me. What is this experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit? It's got many different terms. This is where many people get, they get confused with all these different terms. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being baptized in. Being baptized with the promise. I gave you a, a work, um, some notes a couple of weeks ago and it had all the different terminologies and scriptures on it. It's all the same thing. Just different writers talk about it in different ways. But it's for you. It's for you and it's for me. When I got saved on November the 5th, 1997, I remember that day very well because that was the day I surrendered my life to God. Spirit of God came into me, changed me, changed the way I, I saw things. It, he began to do a work in my life. But I found myself battling with temptation and battling with the pull of the world. And I, I had some excitement, I guess, the newness of the faith. But man, that wore off. That wore off. Sundays were good. I mean, services were getting me through. But if I'm honest with you, I was just making it from Sunday to Wednesday. Sunday to Wednesday. And then February took place. I began to read these scriptures that we're talking about today and reading about this 
fullness of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Standing in the living room of my mom and dad. By the way, mom and dad are here in person today. Amen. <laughs> Receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. God just began to come over my life right there in the living room in a new way that I haven't experienced before. I began to hear this word in my mind, this word in the Enoch, whatever that was. I didn't know my mom's praying. and I know about tongues, which means languages, by the way. People get hung up on it and confused. It's still for today. It's a prayer language. It's an ability for you to, to connect directly to the heart of God. It's a prayer language. Next week, I'm going to go a little, little deeper with the tongues, but all you need to know right now is everyone, when they were filled, everyone, when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, they did this, this prayer language began to come out of them. It was a language that they did not know, but it was a language either here on earth or Corinthians 13 says it can be a heavenly language, but it's a language, it's a way that you communicate with God. Secondly, it's, it's mysteries that you speak, and thirdly, it builds you up. And that's the main point. I learned how to overcome temptation. I learned how to make it through those dry seasons. I learned how to make it from when I don't feel God at all and my prayers are bouncing off the, the roof and I don't feel like God is moving in my life and, and echoes of the wilderness are getting louder and trying to pull me, pull me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Or is it just me? And I begin to learn, and that's what I learned, how to get filled with the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Same spirit, but different experience. I'm just gonna give you these words real quick. Priority, you gotta make it a priority. Jesus commanded them. Jesus commanded them. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive this power from on high, until you have this experience. It wasn't a suggestion, it was a priority. Make it a priority. This is for everyone. You want to make it a priority. This isn't for Pastor Eddie. This isn't for a couple of people. This is for all of us to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He commanded them not to leave. There was over 500 people that he told to go in that upper room, but there was only 120 that made it. So 380 people just found something better to do. And even on this day, with the presence of God being in here so powerfully and, and singing these songs and filling his presence, I wonder how many are already not with it or you're watching online and you're just, you know, it's Pentecost Sunday. Don't be the 380. You want to be the 120. You want that Pentecostal download. It's, it's for everyone. But you got to say this, hashtag, I'm all in. I'm all in. You got to, and, and other people started to follow, but the 120 made that declaration, I'm all in. You want to go to that next level in your faith? You got to come to that point where you say, I'm all in. I'm all, you're a priority, Holy Spirit. You're a priority in my life. Listen, I say it all the time. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking to be priority. He wants to, and you get him priority in your life. You get him as number one in, your, in every area of your life. You're going to experience his blessing and his goodness in every area of your life. That's what priority was. He commanded them. He said, I don't want you to go and do service. I don't want you to go and do ministry. I don't want you to join the worship team. I don't want you to do any of the join any team. I want you to wait until you learn how to stir up the Holy Spirit. Learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you're going to need this in the days ahead. That's what today is. That's what today is. You're going to need it. 
They didn't know it, but Jesus knows. Rome's getting ready to bring it down. Rome's getting ready to burn all of this in 70 AD. I told you about that temple. Don't put your heart and everything into that building, for not one stone will be on top of that stone. You're going to be persecuted, Peter. You're going to, you wish you could go where you wanted to go, but there's going to come a day when you're going to be led where you're going to go, and you're going to die for me. So you need to learn how to make it through those seasons, and a Bible study ain't going to do it. Getting to church on Sunday ain't going to do it because it can happen on a Friday. You've got to learn to stir it up. You gotta learn to stir it up. You gotta learn to do this, guys. It's the promise I've been promising you. I've been promising it. It's gonna happen. This is what you need to do in order to make it through these things that you're going through. It was a pr he prepared them in verse three in the process God uses to prepare us. Waiting is simply the process God uses to prepare us. Are you waiting on a promise of God? He's preparing you for that blessing. I don't have time to get into that. How I many know this, though, that God has a waiting room? <laughs> and they waited. In verse, this is the fourth one. This is where I want to get, and then we're going to start praying for folks. This is the main point of it. He said, the whole, he told them that you will receive power. The Holy Spirit brings power into the life of believers. This is the main point why he says you need this promise. You got to learn to have this, this promise. I, I did have an illustration. I guess I'm going to go ahead and do it. If you've never seen my milk illustration, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you to kind of connect these dots. Plus, I'm a little thirsty. But no, get this today. This is what I'm talking about. And I need you, those of you that even know about the Holy Spirit, because in the Pentecostal world, we have this, this tendency to, to use our yeah, I can speak in tongues and, that, and, may, and we think that we're superior than others or we, we, maybe we've had that experience and we don't think we need that experience again. You know, at camp years ago, I had a bunch of people follow, you know, surround me and I said a couple of words. You know, we put the baptism of the Holy Spirit in all these different categories and how's your life right now? Uh, do you got victory right now? Like I said, is your shadow healing people? Mine's not. Mine's not. So I know that there's more to God than what I have. And I need to constantly stay hungry for him. And that's a battle. That's a struggle. Well, this is what happens. You, you and I are like this milk. When you come to Jesus, you, you, is this, you are this glass of milk. And when you come to Jesus and you say, Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. Make me brand new. I, I surrender my life to you. I want, to, I want to live, uh, I want to start over in life. Come into my life, come into my heart. This is what he does. I've showed you this before. He pours his deliciousness right in us. He does. But listen, this is where you are. You still look the same. You still look the same. You're going to go to work the next day. Oh, I had an awesome service at River of Life. I asked Jesus into my heart. I prayed the prayer. I put it in the chat and even put a hashtag. Woohoo! I'm saved. And you know what? You are saved. You'll go to heaven. You got the first installment. You go to work. You look the same. You are different, but they got to get really deep into your life before they find that deliciousness. And they, they gotta, it, it takes a whole lot. You just look the same. You know, you got so much milk going on right here. Just so much milk going on right here. I'm trying everything I can to connect with you today because God's going to change your life today right now through this silly little illustration. You're not going to look at chocolate milk ever. I pray every time you look at chocolate milk, the Holy Spirit just come right upon you. 
If a prophet can use some bow and arrows, I can use some chocolate milk today. Get it today. This was me, 1997. God put his deliciousness in me. Amen. His spirit. I was, I was like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. I began to understand the scriptures a little bit more. But if you, if you looked at me, I looked the same. I actually even tasted the same. It took a lot before you got to that Jesus in me. He was there, but he was, he was tucked away in that one little compartment that we used only on Easter or Sundays or whatever. But Jesus said, I want you to go wait in the upper room. And that's what today is, the Pentecost Sunday. Because I want you to wait and I want you to seek me. And you're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to teach you what did Paul tell Timothy 25 years later. Paul told Timothy, you got to learn to what? To stir it up. This is exactly what today is. This is exactly what today is. It's when we learn how to stir it up. This is exactly what you're doing. Come on, the Holy Spirit, come on. Quran sung that first song. Some of you was like, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit. That second song hit, oh, I'm starting to feel a little something. That third song hit, and maybe even right now, you're starting to say, okay, I'm starting to feel something. Now, what's happening? You're stirring that up. You're stirring that up. Stirring that up. Stirring that up. But let me just teach this for a minute. Look at here. It changes from the inside out. I didn't add any more chocolate to it. You don't get more chocolate, the chocolate gets more of the milk. People say, well, Pentecostals, you say you get the Holy Spirit in segments. We get it all, I teach that you get it all. You don't know, you misunderstand. You get all of the Holy Spirit at once. But when you learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you have to do regularly, do this, regularly be filled with the Holy Spirit, regularly pray in that language, regularly get filled with the Holy Spirit, it begins to take over the dynamic of the milk. Milk is still in there, but now it's not, it's not just all milk and a little bit of chocolate. It is in every area of the milk. It's, it's in every area of the milk. I'm trying to help somebody today. Holy Spirit, we want you on Sundays. We want you on my Christian playlist. We want you on, 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 on a couple of this. But stay out of my relationships. Stay out of my vacations. Stay out of my weekend little things I do. Stay out of my browser. And the Holy Spirit said, that's why everybody looks at you and says, you ain't no different. You still milk. How come I'm not being taken seriously, Pastor Eddie? Because you haven't been consistent. You want to be taken seriously? You need to be consistent. Ten days in that upper room. What was God making them do? He was making to see how many of them really want it. How many of them really want it? How many of, you got to build that consistency. Husbands, you tell your wife, I'm going to quit at this time. I'm going I'm to be nicer to you. You know why they don't believe you? Because you got to be consistent. Melinda looks at me when I make these promises and she says, I'll see. Wives, you say, okay, I, I keep just running my mouth and destroying my... Man, this turned into a marriage seminar real quick, didn't it? How do I change, Pastor Reddy? How do I be taken seriously? Be consistent. But look what else it does. It changes it from the inside out. It also changes the identity. No one says, hand me that white milk with a little bit of chocolate. They say what? Hand me that. <laughs> when you get filled with the Holy Spirit today, what today stands for. Some of you already stirred. Well, we're getting ready to pray for you, and this is what we're praying that's going to happen to you in every area of your life. You're going to walk out of here. They're not going to say, oh, look at so-and-so. They're going to say, oh, look at the Christ in that so-and-so. Listen, listen. You could be a husband, but when you learn to be spirit-filled, you'll be a Christian husband. You want to be a wife? You'll be a wife. That's a good wife. But you need to be a Christian wife. How about this? We're Americans. No, you're not. You're a Christian American. 
How deep can I go with this? I'm a white American. No, you're not. You're a Christian white American. I'm a black American. You're a Christian black American. Am I making this up? What did the scripture say? Paul said, we no longer regard Jesus according to the flesh. <laughs> That's huge in the Jewish world. John the Baptist had it right. said, I must decrease, you must increase. What's he saying? Man, be proud of being American. Be proud of the way God made you. And I'm not saying that it's something to be neglected, but I'm just saying our priorities need to arrange. We need to start living our life, not just as a man, what men do. We need to start living our life, men, as Christian men. What do Christian men do? How does Christians handle and respond to the culture? How does Christians respond to this temptation in my sexuality? I know everybody else is telling me that I'm this because I feel this way, and they're putting their identity on me. And love is love, and whatever you feel, baby, you go ahead and go with it. But you learn to be spirit-filled. You're going to say, I'm none of that. I'm chocolate milk, baby. I'm Christian. I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian woman. I'm a Christian teenager. I'm a Christian young person. I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. You're never going to look at chocolate milk ever again the same. How many's tired of being white milk? <laughs> Aren't you tired? Holy Spirit says, I put that deliciousness in you on that day that you said yes to me, but you haven't stirred it up. That's why you still have these problems. Back to power, and I'm going to close with this. This is the most important part of this whole message is right here. Don't miss it. He says, you're going to need power. Why? Because willpower is not strong enough to break sin's power. Did you hear me today? Willpower is not strong enough to break sin's power. You may have a willpower that's out of the world. Baby, I had a willpower out of the world. I, I was one of them headstrong people. I, I mean, you tell me I couldn't do it, I'm going to prove you that I can do it, whether I really wanted it or not, just to show you that I can do it. There was nothing that I couldn't do. Until I tangled with sin. And sin has pleasure, write this down, but sin also has power. Sin has power. Paul said it this way He said, All things are lawful for me. I can do anything I want under the new covenant. All things are lawful, but not all things are wise. Why? Because I will not come under the power of the. I'm not going to let nothing control me because sin will control you. Jesus said it like this, whoever practices sin becomes a slave to that sin. So disciples, before you leave and go and minister to others, i got to show you a way how you can break the hold and the, and the power of sin and that is to learn how to stir up the Holy Ghost. Because sin has power. I found that out when I was around 13 years old and I used to sneak. If you're sneaking, by the way, what is sin? For him to know what is right and don't do it to him, it is sin. Or if you don't think Jesus would do it, then it's sin. I just preached a three-hour seminar in two sentences. You have the guide, as Pastor Steve preached last week, the Holy Spirit's living in you. He's down in there real deep for some of you, so it's really hard to hear him. But he's that little, mm, don't do that no more. He's that little, what are you doing here? Right, Dad? When Dad got saved, someone told him he can go live all he wants because he's got the chocolate in the, in the cup. He found himself at a bar stool a week later. He was a struggling alcoholic, but he got some wrong teaching. He ended up right back into the, into the realm of alcohol. But the Holy Spirit said to him, through one of his drunk buddies, Paul, what are you doing here? God can use a donkey. He can use a rooster. Right now, he's using me.
listen. And my dad lifted up that tailgate while his buddy was puking his guts out. Isn't that fun? <laughs> puking his guts out, my dad went back and said, the scripture came to his mind. It says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so has the sinner returned to the sin. The pig returned to the mud hole. My dad's been free from alcohol how many years? 43. 43 years. But here's, amen. Here's the beauty part of it. If my dad would have kept that tailgate down, and I could, you know, I got a little something in there. I could just stir it up on Sunday. Not only will it wreck his life, I wouldn't be here today. Do you see why Jesus said Satan has a plan to steal, kill, and destroy? But it's not just you. He wants to change the whole trajectory of your family. I believe if Bishop Reed wouldn't have obeyed the Lord, these two young men of God wouldn't have blessed us as they have this weekend. You see how it is. That's why Jesus said, listen, you got to go to that upper room and you got to learn how to do this thing, man, because you're going to feel like giving up and you're going to feel like giving in to that power. As I did when I was 13, sneaking with that little cigarette. And then all of a sudden, I'm 17, and that thing says, go stand in the rain at 20 degrees below zero and worship me. And I had to do it. $2 a pack, $4 a pack. I know I'm getting them smokers, but I'll set you free today. $6 a pack. Someone told me they are $10 a pack. Somebody, have you lost your ever-loving mind? You give 10% to the church, you must be crazy. How much did you give to the world getting turned up? What are you doing? You're all in my Kool-Aid. No, I'm all in your milk today. The Holy Ghost says, go there. It'll take from you. It'll take from you. And listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about the power of sin. It'll take your health. It'll take years from you. It'll rob you of the good things from your grandkids and your children. That little thing. Go ahead, that little alcohol. Play with it. But I'm, I'm going to make you like Proverbs 23 where you will see strange things and speak foul things. But you will be like one who's tied to the mast of a ship and the waves beat you and you say, it don't hurt. When can I awake and have another drink? What's he describing? He's describing my, my battle was with alcohol. All week I would think about getting the drink and getting it on. What was happening? I was a slave to it. Slave to it. I could go on and on and on and on. Some of you are slaves to your websites. You're slave. You can't. Now you can get it on the phone. When I was seven or nine or twelve, we had to have our friend's dad's little stash in the garage, and we would be back there. But now you can just hit a clink on your phone, and it ends up going. And oh, it's so much fun. But it has power. It begin to rob your relationships. It begin to rob you. Ain't gonna have a wife, baby. You'll never get this. It'll take your satisfaction today. Pastor Ed, why are you preaching all this? Because we got to get right. we got to let the Holy Spirit change. we got a world out there that's coming out of a pandemic. And a little religion ain't going to fix you. A little bit of a song on Sunday ain't going to get it. A little daily bread. You can have it all. Give me the chocolate, baby. Give me the milk of the Holy Spirit. Stir it up today. 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 Come on. Come on. That's enough. That's enough preaching. That's enough preaching. I'm done. I'm done. I don't need no more preaching. This is real. Can I get set free on this Pentecostal? But I got a barbecue later today. Go to the barbecue. You're going to have a, such an awesome uh, conversation piece today. Yes, you can get changed in a moment right now. The Holy Spirit filled them in the upper room on that day. 
and it spilled out into the streets. It spilled out into their lives. Man, how many want that? Willpower is not strong enough to break sin's power. That's why you can't break it. I tried it. I tried cleaning myself up, coming to Jesus. It wouldn't work. Now you put boundaries in your life to help you? Yes, I did. I actually stayed out of my old neighborhood for two years. That's another whole discussion, but I did. But I was learning how to stir this up. I was learning how to stir this up. I don't know how to go to church every now and then and be that kind of Christian. I, I am not that kind of pastor. And if you're used to that, I love you. I pray that you find God's will for your life, but you're going to be very uncomfortable at River of Life. Because I don't know how to serve God that way. I don't know how to be that kind of Christian where the syrup is at the bottom. I don't know how to do that. I'm telling you, I have some great experiences, great vacations, great time with the family. It's not all preaching. It's not all, but it's, the, it's all about God. God is involved with all. He has me enjoy it like I really can enjoy it for the first time. But you got to learn to do this. What's my problem, Pastor Eddie? You don't know how to stir it up. You're going to learn today and right now. Some of you, it's been so long, that milk, that just settled down in the bottom. This political climate, this racial tension climate, this conspiracy climate, everything has got that so far down. God says, stir it up. If you need to stir it up today, step out of the aisle, come to the front, get you some room today. It's one of those services. It's already been one of them services. Stir that up today. Stir it up as you come. Let the Holy Ghost just stir your heart right now. Holy Spirit, stir me, Lord. And just begin to ask Him to stir you. Holy Spirit, stir it up. Paul told Timothy, stir it up. Stir it up. That's in you. Stir it up. Holy Spirit, stir it up right now. Stir, stir it up. 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 If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've never prayed in a prayer language before, you may not even understand it all, but you want it. God can give it to you. It's an awesome experience. You just got to be empty and let Him have all of you. Do that right now. Begin to stir it up. Come on, right now, right now. Just do it, do it, do it. I got altar workers, but they will make their way around. But now it's not about this, it's about you and God. Come on, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.